What's up, guys? What's going on, man? I'm Paul. I'm back. This is Pauline Theology. We are getting it in First John, and today we are in First John chapter one. Chapter one. I'm sorry. Chapter two, eighteen through twenty-five. So if you haven't read yet, go ahead, pick up your Bible, read through it, check it out, and we'll come back. Stop the tape, though. You know what I'm saying? So you can get a little understanding of it, and then we could talk about it. But if you've already read, let's get it. Let's get it. The four questions, man. And the first thing we're going to ask is, what is the scripture actually saying? So John starts out by saying, man, it's the last days. This is the last hours. And we know this because the Antichrist is here. And he says, matter of fact, many Antichrists are here. So he sets this up with this Antichrist. And I know that's a big um, warrant that a lot of people uh, have questions about the Antichrist. You know, you probably read them books uh with the talking about the end times and stuff talking about the antichrist but john is actually talking about something else he's going to make clear what he means when he talks about the antichrist okay and so he's saying it's the last days well after that he goes on and talks about a people that leave and these are one of my verses that i use oftentimes when people ask about last saved or once saved always saved or something like that he says that they left us because they were not of us and they left us in order to show that it might be revealed that they were not of us because if they were they would have remained with us Uh, so i think this is a key thing when when john is talking about those people who came in and then they said that they had some other kind of uh, way in which salvation comes that they heard some new revelation that had not been talked about from the very beginning this new gnostic sense or style of understanding yeah once they started to to do all that polluting the faith and then they left the church because of that and started their own thing he was saying those people weren't of us and it's sad because we feel like they were members we cared for them we loved them they were there with us from maybe the beginning because he talks about um remembering what you heard from the beginning and then they finally left us. He says, but the reason they did that is because God wanted to make clear that they were never of us. So I, I, I'd like to say just right now, basically, really, is just say, hey, man, pray for those people who have left, that you could uh, pray that they would come to know Christ truly. Okay? That they would know Christ truly. Because that's what it takes. Those who remain to the end are the ones whom God has called for himself. Anyway, let's continue. And so it says uh, that um, it says that he writes these things not because we don't know the truth. It's like uh, we know the truth, and um, and he wants to just uh, encourage us in that truth that we know. He says all lies aren't aren't true. <laughs> that seems kind of uh, that seems kind of like you know common sense. All lies aren't from the truth, but. It's because he wants us to realize that whenever these people, uh, the people whom he's talking about, these guys that have come in and tried to change the faith, when they come in and they start spouting these lies that we're not to believe them, okay? And so uh, that same way, it's like uh, for us, is we shouldn't be believing those things when people come up trying to tell us things that aren't from the scriptures. Man, don't believe them, man. No matter how cunning, smooth, uh, very good that they seem, because everything that glitter ain't gold, my friend. And so John continues and he says this, who is the Antichrist? All right. That's who we were wondering about earlier. He says uh, the Antichrist have come. And what is the Antichrist? It says anyone who denies that Jesus 
is the Christ. So anyone who denies that Jesus is the Christ is the Antichrist. And uh, it says that uh, if they deny the Son, they don't have the Father. But whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. You see, because Jesus himself said that uh, in John, this is how we know a little bit that First John was written by John. They have some of the same themes in the same style. And he talks a lot about the fact that Jesus himself was sent by the Father and that the only way you can know the Father is if you know the Son. And so he's saying that right here, man. He says, if you don't have the Son, you don't have the Father. But if you have the Son, you have the Father. And then he says this. This is powerful. He says that, uh, uh, that the Father and the Son will remain in them, in you, in me, or, or not or, and we will remain in the Father and the Son. A mutual indwelling is what it is that we are together as a family, as one, as a unit in this wonderful relationship that we can have with the Trinity. It's beautiful. And what does this mean? This is the promise. This is what, what John says. This is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. What is that promise? What is eternal life? It's a relationship with God, the triune, magnificent, wonderful, beautiful, splendid, just, and amazing, marvelous King, God Almighty, Yahweh. So what's this say about God? What is this, what is this saying about God? Well, first off, I think it's saying that Jesus is the Christ. He is the anointed one. He is the one that was sent by the Father. And then I think it says also about God that he desires a relationship with us. He desires a to be with us. I think that's been from the very beginning. It talks about how uh, he wants to dwell with his people. He inhabits the praise of his people. He says, I will be your God and you will be my people. He built a temple or built a, uh, called them to build a tabernacle so that he can be in the midst of his people. He desires to be with us. First, Jesus is the Christ. That's the number one thing. But not only is he the Christ, but that he desires to be with us, to have a relationship with us. What about man? Well, I think it is uh, the fact that those who confess the Christ have the spirit and it aids us in understanding. It says because we, we he's like, ah, oh, man, I don't I don't uh, say these things because you don't know. I say them because you do know, and I want to encourage you in that. And the way we do know that is by his spirit. It is by his spirit that he has given us that we can understand these things. And we should also remember that we should align with what we have heard from the beginning already. You see, he says, I don't write these things because you don't know. I write them because you do know. First off, it's because of what you've heard from the beginning. Don't miss out on that. Throughout this entire uh, first two chapters, we've been continually hearing what you've heard from the beginning, what you've heard from the beginning, what you've heard from the beginning. So it's a coupling of the spirit because don't think, oh, ain't nobody got to teach me. <laughs> but it's a coupling of the spirit that as we read a scripture, he illuminates it for us. But it's also from what we have heard from the beginning, the testimony that we have heard from the beginning, the words that we have been hearing from the very beginning. And how can we apply these truths to our lives? How can we act out these things today? Well, uh, remember that it is a relationship with God. 
That is eternal life. Uh, sometimes I think we all long for the time where we die or, or Jesus comes back. And, and obviously that's awesome because we will physically be in his presence. But remember that that eternal life starts now. It's a relationship with him. And as we know him and grow deeper with him, man, that, there should be an overwhelming sense of joy and wonder as we uh, see life in a new way. And then remember that this is something he has promised to us, that we will have eternal life, that we will be in a relationship with him, that he will make himself known to us. This is a promise, man. And that promise we should rejoice in. We should be overwhelmingly overjoyed. Hey, I appreciate you guys. And I thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode as we keep going through First John.